doing Hello, people, and welcome to the 32 episode of the Rock Show, and this is a special Halloween. It's um, it's um, October week, October month, and the whole Halloween month. Oh, we're going to be doing month. special shows. Uh, this week, today, we got a special on Screaming Jay Hawkins and Screaming Lord Such, and you know Rob, you know me. This is Sandy, my wife. She is actually the producer behind the scenes. She's the yes. one that gets us a lot of followers. Yes. She works hard. She shares with everybody she shares all with over everybody. the world. She's also our first yep. ever Haitian correspondent. That's right. That's so right. Haiti. People yeah. in Haiti watch this show. Yeah. How, how does White Clef like it? <laughs> you know what? He's good at it. He approves of it. Definitely. Yes, yes all right. he did. Yes. So, like always, let's start with a little bit of a drink. Cheers, Sandy. Cheers. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on the show. All right. You want to jump so, right in? So, I, 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 first of all, I got to do a few shout-outs. Yes. Um, shout-out to the Banana Show. Shout-out to MBD Live. Shout-out to the Mermaids. They yes. got a new episode up. Freak John and Gina. And, um, and also, we've been forgetting. Shout-out to Boogie. Yeah, Boogie. We've been forgetting Boogie a few times. Sorry, Boogie. Also, shout out to that fucking Colombian motherfucker, Mario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We have At the Odessa. Yes. From the Odessa diner. The Odessa, diner. Odessa You see a little short guy with glasses that look very stressed? That is Mario. Yeah. He only looks stressed because he needs a Jack Daniels. Just give him that. He'll be all right. <laughs> so, um, so I got to tell you, Mike, you got a month. You booked a month of fucking holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good month. We're going to get into a lot of shit with these different artists. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Screaming Jay Hawkins and Screaming Lord Such. Yeah, I, uh, I think we should hit Lord Such first. Well, no, we're going to talk to Hawkins first because it was it was um, he got he got Lord Such got his fucking from Hawkins from Hawkins. So I figured cover him because I know because yeah. Such is such like a he's, he's, a he's, he's, he's less he's less known in the states. But he was well known, a lot of influenced a lot of people in yep. the British scene. Yes. But we'll talk about Screaming Jay Hawkins first, cause, just because he's a little bit older. Yeah, so that's right. right. Now, Screaming Jay Hawkins was born July 18, 1929, in Cleveland. Uh, after, Where Billy the Artist is yes, born. Yes, Billy the Artist. Ohio. Wow. Artwork behind us. The artwork Billy the Artist. Billy the Artist. Straight from Cleveland, right. Uh, after 18 months, he was put up for adoption as his mother got rid of him uh, and he was actually adopted by a tribe of Blackfoot Indians now he was raised well, by them something funny about that I think the mother made a deal yeah. so she never have to come or they never they made some deal with yeah. the mother to adopt him yes. so she'll never knew who she was or and it also it also had to do with them never telling him how who his father was Wow. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, also, yeah. Was, do we ever know who his dad was? I don't think he ever did. I think he had an idea, but he wasn't the sure. Because that, that yeah. was kind of fucking. <laughs> we'll talk about that. That was fucking weird about yeah. that whole day that they, yeah. they, 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 they didn't. They didn't. They wouldn't say who he was. Uh, supposedly, his mother got around quite a bit, and oh you, know, my that's, God. you know that's the story. It might have been the reincarnation of Jimi Hendrix back then, and then yeah. he died, came back, and became Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah, that's definitely possible. <laughs> they all look alike. <laughs> now, as a kid, uh, he was very interested in music. Uh, he was interested in classical piano music. He was interested in opera. His hero when he was young was Paul Robeson. Paul Robeson was a baritone opera singer. He was also a political activist. Uh, and he basically wanted to grow up just like him. Unfortunately, he would go more in a blues direction. Well, fortunately for us, but he would go in a blues direction instead. Now, when he was 13 years old, uh, World War II started. And he actually forged his birth certificate and joined the Army at age 13 to go fight. Yeah, they like, forged it. and They, they forged it, and he, got, and he got in, and he went to go fight in the Philippines. Now, this is a part of his life that's always been a mystery up until... The documentary came out about 10 years Dude, ago. that documentary? Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk all about the documentary. That documentary, ooh, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was great. Now, he was in the Philippines, and the way the story goes is he was, uh, you know, when, when, when the Japanese overran the Philippines and MacArthur had to leave and he planned to come back, the whole I shall return kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Um, 
he was in a camp. And he killed the, 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 Jap- well, 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 the, the Japanese tortured him, beat him up, tortured him, uh, tried to get information out of him, and he didn't give shit. And, and they they moved on to other people to beat. But he was still kept captured. Yeah, he was in the camp. And eventually, when the United States liberated the Philippines and came back and, and bought, you know, beat the Japanese, he had asked the guys that. <laughs> he asked the guys that had taken Crazy over. <laughs> he asked the guys, "Listen, this is the commandant of the camp. Let me let me have a few minutes with him." And, <laughs> and they let him. They, they let him. They let him. And basically, what happened is he got his revenge, yes, and he right. he chopped the guy into like five million pieces no, and got away with it. Well, he said the documentary. Well, he put a grenade in the a, guy's right. mouth. Not only did he tie him. He, taught, he, he, t- he, he, he stabbed him, he, he tied him up in a chair, and then he put a grenade in his mouth and taped it around his mouth, and before he left, he pulled the plug, uh, pulled the pin on it, all right, and ran, and ran out of there, and he said he turned around, and the guy was in five million pieces. Yeah. Now, How fucking crazy is that? That is, that? Like, that is totally nuts. Like, I mean, I don't know this was before he was even a singer. This was yeah. like when he was a teenager. You really think, like... He yeah. did that because the, the stories he tells. Uh, like I don't know. He's I mean, so good. The, the, yeah, it doesn't even matter. Might as well be true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We want it to be true. Yeah, you know? I like when he told that he whether he got they got him in a concentration camp and then they say how come they don't torture me? Let me tell you, I'm black. Yeah. it's time for the white boy to take yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh like, my I got, god, I got beat up, beat up the white boy. <laughs> but they say he had all these scars, like all he these did. scars. No, and, and he shit. did. He did have scars no. on his face. You could kind of see it, like thin scars here, yeah. here, and. You know, we talk about the other scars he got later on later in life. On. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, he yeah. did. Yes, he did. Mike, I don't want Sandy to do that to you ever. Be no. careful. <laughs> she, she, she I was taking notes. She's Haitian. She's He's good Asian. with a knife. Yeah, They're like the machete. Yeah. Good with the knife. Very good with a knife. Yeah. And I was taking notes. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sleeping with one eye open She was taking one. notes about... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, after he was liberated, that was in like, for, like 1944 or so, uh, he enlisted in the Air Force, yeah. and he was honorably discharged in 1952. Did, what you say? I would like to talk, but he was also, the guy knew how to defend himself because he right. was a formidable he, boxer. D- during those eight years, he got interested in boxing. And also his music that that started yeah. to take oh, yeah. off a oh, little yeah. bit he's towards the playing, end. He's uh, he was actually the middleweight champion of Alaska, believe it or not. Okay, I guess he was serving in Alaska because I wasn't sure. Yeah, because but, he started yeah. the U.S. Why would, Army. Why would he be in Alaska? Yeah. He, he was started probably, the army and then came back. You know, he probably came back. He probably yeah. probably have to get tortured and stuff they like that. Put you somewhere home. Well, no, but notice yeah, he probably he probably could have got out. But instead, he joined another branch. Yeah, he used the, the U.S. He, he started boxing the U.S. Army. He, yeah. was, he finished boxing the U.S. Um, in the, in the, the U.S. Air Force. Yes. So, you know, the guy got some smarts. He Definitely. He, he, he wasn't an idiot, and he yeah. wasn't going to sit on his ass and do nothing. Nah. You no, know, he was good. Uh, 1951, he actually started his professional musical career in jazz. Uh, he had joined Tiny Grimes Band as a guitarist and a vocalist, and he played with various artists until 1956. But in 1956, he got his big break. Uh, that's when he recorded the famous song we all know, I Put a Spell on You. Okay? Now, if you don't know this song, look it up. You should know this song, right? It's a great song. I mean, everybody knows it. Uh, people have covered it, everybody from Koreans Clearwater Let Revival you, to Marilyn I think, Manson. I think this song and yeah. Yesterday are the two most covered songs that you ever have. Really? Yesterday from the Beatles and... I put a spell as well. I would take this song over yesterday. You know, you know, in the Rolling Stone 500, this yeah. is one of the songs that changed music. They got oh, yeah. the Rolling Stone Hall of Fame 500 songs that changed music, and this, this song changed music. When, if you listen to the song, it's 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 an R&B, 50s-style R&B song done at a waltz beat, okay? <laughs> which is bizarre, <laughs> right? especially at the time. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Dun, dun, I love you. Dun, dun, dun. I love you for that. <laughs> That's the greatest. It's something Marcus. <laughs> yeah, it's some. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the fucking. Who was the guy that had the show on TV? Um, the fucking Waltz guy. Oh, we were kids. I fucking forgot. Oh my oh, god. god. Yeah, there was a guy. You know that what I'm talking weird. about? Yeah. Tiny Bubbles. I can't yeah, remember his name off the top, the top of my head. But you know, it was it was a a Waltz beat 
with an R&B sound. Yeah. And when he recorded it, he, he saw it as a ballad type thing. Yeah. But him and the band were so lumped up, wasted, <laughs> okay? Lumped up on probably moonshine and fucking ripple and whatever the hell they were drinking. These motherfuckers yeah, drank. they drank. And he did, they don't even remember recording it. That's how wasted they were. And uh, it ended up just being this raw track that got released the way it was, surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, he's moaning, grunting, screaming in the song. It's fucking and, and, great. And, 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 like, there was nothing like that in, the, in 1956. It was fucking out. great. Okay. Now, the, the track was actually banned all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So the, the record label that he was on, uh, just, just I think it was called OK Records or something like that, they, they put it out on another version, but it was, they, t- they took out some of the grunting and groaning. Okay, but it still got banned because there was like that sexual, that overt oh, yeah. sexuality to it that just wasn't going to be, you know, allowed. Hey, you know? can I tell you something? Yeah, guys, you don't realize this is the first rock show being videotaped. Do you realize no, that? No, it's not. No, it's not. Which one? The one with oh, Adriana. Oh yeah, the Adriana and the one with no, but with Adriana the, the rock Smith, show. That was the, the Patty. That was the Patty Smith one. Oh yeah, the Patty. Yeah. I didn't realize. So I think we was, did. I think we did one other one. This that was, was this one. Then the one with uh, Bobby Steele. Yes. Lumped up on yeah. yes. I, that There was, might have been one more. We don't. But do that was a, a CBS special. Yes, right. <laughs> no, actually, that was a that was an ABC afternoon special. <laughs> oh, those were great. <laughs> <laughs> the ABC afternoon special. My kids on drugs. My kid is fucking. Yeah. My kid became a punk rocker. That's a real one. My kid. Yeah. That's a classic oh, yeah. one. Yeah, you can check that out. My um, kid got so much drugs. <laughs> Now, him being from Cleveland, Screaming Jay, Alan Freed, the uh, the famous DJ who who actually invented the word rock and roll, okay, um, picked up on what he was doing, and he was having a big uh, festival of rock bands like Chuck Berry. And guys oh like yeah, he he played with some yeah. motherfuckers. Now like, Al, like, Alan Freed offered Screaming Jay Hawkins three hundred bucks to come out on stage in a coffin and come out doing that song now he's quoted as saying no black dude gets in a coffin alive they don't, they don't expect to come out alright that's what he told them but he took him up on his offer thank god because it was a huge hit and that kind of like sprung the whole theatrical yeah. thing it began his whole career yeah. and he would kind of expand on this yeah. right away because he saw how popular it was I mean, you know, he comes out on stage in a fucking coffin but he now, was like, you know what? When he performed, even when you looked at the documentary, yeah, when he performed, he wasn't Jay Hawkins no more. He, he was, was just possessed. this mad screaming, yeah. fucking Bulu, fucking now, now, fucking. He was he was like Babalu, or he was like he was a fucking. He was a fucking. He was a he something to go I've showed you clips of him. Yes, he became possessed when he plays live. He he seems. Could you look at him? His eyes. He's like. And for him to I mean, come out of the fucking coffin? Yep. What a fucking... The way he was speaking? Do you remember, yeah. do you remember a film in the late 70s? Ooh. I think it's 1978 called um, American Hot Wax. Yes, he was in it. He played himself. Yep. And it was all about Alan Freed. Yeah. And Chuck Berry was in it too. Yeah. And they actually show him coming out. First you see him coming out of a limo, but he's got like the stick with the skull yeah, the on it. Boots, right? the yeah, the fucking Yeah, and he, he's like, he comes out and he's like... Ah. Right. And, and then you can later on you see him come out on stage in the coffee he's like ah! yeah and it, it was great but what he did was he he would come out in like leopard skin clothes oh, the red and, and actually the right red leather or, or black leather and he had firecrackers he would throw like smoke bombs okay freak people out right and then he had the skull on the stick and the skull's name was Henry yeah and he would talk to Henry sometimes. You know, be like, oh, Henry, you want a cheeseburger? You know, things like that, you know, crazy shit like that. Now, he would ride on the success of I Put a Spell on You for his whole career, yeah. basically. But he released a lot of albums oh, uh, he had a lot over of the album. years. And a lot of singles, too. A lot a of singles. Um, I mean, one, you know, so many songs. I mean, Alligator Wine. Oh, yeah. That was that was a song very similar to I Put a Spell on You. I he was like talking the, about voodoo and spells like and things like baptism that. Baptism by wine. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> the song Hong Kong. 
<laughs> okay, where he imitates Chinese people. <laughs> he's like, ding, 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 ding. Like, oh, you know that he didn't like Japanese people for a long he, time. He oh had God, a, yeah. But he, he winds up marrying like yeah. a Japanese, a Japanese woman. woman later on. He had yeah. a lot of problems he, with Asian people. You heard his story that like he supposedly he had seventy something kids. And they yeah. did a website where they actually found thirty three. They found thirty three kids. Yeah. He he had se- he oh says he God. had seventy children. Yeah, he had seventy children. This now guy. he lived to be seventy. Yeah. So that's twenty years. But, uh, 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 I look mean, at the parallel. So, so how come he was cracking so many jokes on Stevie Wonder? He said that nigga didn't see this. The best joke was like when he says, "This is in the documentary. It's called Screaming Jay Hawkins. I put a spell yeah. on me." Yeah. And it came out in 2010. Everybody should see this. It's on YouTube for free. Check it out. It's, it's, it's a great the hour and a half. It's worth it. But right away, the first thing he tells is a joke. Yeah. And he says, "Why? Why do women wear red lipstick?" Right, danger, wrong hole, <laughs> and the woman looked. The, the woman was talking in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, oh god. He said, "He said, I figure out this woman knows English." <laughs> yeah, right. He was saying, "I bet you know English because I'm going to tell a joke." And then she started laughing. I, I knew you knew English. That's but good. He was, like, he was saying, but he had, there was this one point where he went to get a royalty at a place. Yeah, and I guess it was a bunch of mobster. And they told him, "Will you like some cement shoes?" The fucking guy no. of the place, and he when, came out of really scared out of the place. He never made a dime, even though you know, <coughs> rec- in, in the rec- in the record industry, he never made a dime over "I Put a Spell on You," because in those days, the record industry was all mafia run, mm-hmm. and they just weren't going to pay him. And he went in to ask for it, and they just basically said, "Listen, you ain't getting shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might get some cement shoes if you don't." Yeah, if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. How about my favorite story he tells is about him, some girl, he had a girlfriend say, I want to see this guy, I want to see this guy play. And she, oh, yeah. Yeah. And Elvis. It, it yeah. turned out to be, be Elvis, Elvis. Presley. And, and, he, he, said, and, and, he, and he said he, said he, he wasn't impressed. And he yeah. got backstage and he's like, I've been hearing about you, you know. And, and Elvis is like, oh, yeah, you know. And he's like, yeah, I don't think much of you. And you know what the best both did? He's talking about, yeah. there's this white boy doing all the black boo, all yeah. this, all all the moves that black it people do, he's taking a dance. I think his name is Elvis. Oh, I met that guy. Yeah, yeah I met that guy. <laughs> he ain't nothing, you know. He ain't nothing. <laughs> That's what's great. No, I know. Dude, this guy, 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 guy. It, it, it is true. It is true. Elvis, Elvis was, you know, I mean, he, he ripped off a lot oh, of black yeah. artists. But you know what? I still like the guy. I mean, if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't, there wouldn't have been people after, including black artists. Yeah. So, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But anyway, um, in 78 he made that movie American Hot Wax now I gotta tell you this is a movie I remember very well because I saw it in a drive-in yeah yeah out on Long Island yeah I saw it in uh, I think it was in Valley Stream did you go to the drive-in like were you you, one person pay everybody gets in In the the trunk trunk. (laughs) no no, no, yes yes. I think my father stuck me in the trunk to get in or something like that I wouldn't be surprised come here you little fucker get in the trunk yeah I'm only paying for me Sneak beers in, all that stuff. <laughs> that's the way you do it. Yeah. yeah. We need that. Driving should come back. Driving was great. Why not? That driving was great. Losing money. In, in, in 1983, uh, director Jim Jarmusch, who's very well known around here, yeah. he's got his studio down on, I think, on Spring he Street. He actually helped him out a lot. Yeah. He did a lot. He, he really got he, him royalties. Well, he, he, what's that? He, is he, that the guy that yes. got him royalties, yeah. actually? J- after Jim Jarmusch, for all who don't know, he's a great film director. Uh, he directed Stranger in Paradise, Mystery Train, both of them feature uh, yeah. Screaming Jay. And uh, when he made Stranger in Paradise, Screaming Jay's not in it, but the song I Put a Spell on You is in it. And it's actually not just part of the soundtrack, it's a pivotal part of the plot. Yeah. Okay, because the girl in the film is obsessed with the song, and it's part of like her whole character. Yeah. So when he was making the film, he realized like you know Screaming Jay doesn't even have the rights to this oh, and, yeah. he, and, he, and he tried to find him and he found him living in a trailer home in Jersey yeah <laughs> no, right, poor guy so uh, he you know he said listen you know I'm going to use your song in the film you're going to get paid and I think I believe Jarmusch actually bought the rights to the song yeah and then he you know he paid him appropriately of what he should have gotten he probably paid him more probably, and, he, and he said he went above that yeah he, yeah, he said he went that. above that but he became friends with him, and uh, later in 80, 1989, he would uh, actually work 
with Jarmusch in the song, in the movie Mystery Train. He plays like a hotel clerk, and he's got a few lines and everything. Is and that it, the good. one where he ate all the plums? He talked yeah. about oh, okay. that he's eating all the plums. <laughs> he kept fucking with the kids. Yeah. Oh, the kids yeah. I was with it. Oh, oh I got I got I got my own I got my own meter with him. Yeah. Yeah. He said he don't want you there. The right. kid he, would call he him. Mess with people. Oh my god! I mean, he was you know he was an old school guy, ball buster. Yeah. You gotta love people oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, you know they're few and far I between. Do. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. am a ball buster. Yeah. Oh, I am. Everybody yeah. says I am. Yeah, but the way, the way you see the guy talk, like, I, I think even though, and that last, like when you look at the documentary, you play that last concert, you say, if I can, I'll be back here and I will play again. And like, it's kind of prophetic. Do, do, you see, do you see the one where he says, so I got one of my guys, my prop guys, to get me a bunch of bones, oh, yeah. get me some ketchup, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to do some Right, right. <laughs> and it was blood on yeah. the ball. Yeah, I mean, he would, he would have these like crazy sets um, one thing I got to mention though is that in uh, in '83, he actually, after the Stranger in Paradise, he he was living in the New York area, and he started playing around a little bit. And he, this is when I became more aware of. Did you talk I, about him playing in St. Martin's or that's, what, that's what I want to tell you. Back in '78, American Hot Wax was probably the first time I ever heard of the guy. Okay, yeah. but in '83, '84, I remember seeing little things in the Village Voice about the guy. Oh, this is screaming Jay Hawkins. Always, I put a spell on you, but he was playing around. And uh, there was a great garage band that used to play around the city all the time called the Fuzz Tones, and they got quite a few albums out. And Rudy Petrudi, the actual singer of the Fuzz Tones, walked into a, a little bar on St. Mark's. I'm thinking it might have been holidays. Who the hell knows? It's either holiday. It could have been the original International Bar and Grill. Too, did they have? They a, have did, they have, did they have a piano? Um, I don't know if they had a piano. Because but I mean, he was it had playing be, piano. Oh, it could have been the old St. Mark's Bar. St. Mark's Bar and Grill. They had a piano. They did have it. Yeah, and it was right on the corner of St. Mark's. That's right. It could have been there. They did have a piano in that place. And then they changed around, but it could have been there also yes. because because he was playing in a. Rib joint. Right. They were they, making ribs. They had sale, ribs whatever. in St. Mark's Bar. Yeah. Yes, I bet it was that. Anyway, Rudy Petrudi walks in he, he, because he had seen these little handbills on streetlights that, that was he was that he was playing. He's screaming Jay Hawkins. I got to check it out. Yeah. Right? And he said that he was playing just doing covers. He wasn't doing his own songs. And he said like people were into it, but like the owner was treating him like shit and whatever. Yeah. And he went up to him after the show and tried to get to know him and talk to him and explained he was a fan. And he said, listen, you know, I'm in a band called the Fuzz Tones, and, you know, would you want to play with us? And the first thing Hawkins says to him is, like, I don't like white people. <laughs> and, 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 Rudy said, and Rudy impressed him because he said the right thing back. Well, I don't like any people. I don't like any people. I <laughs> so, don't have a so, you know. But didn't he sign him, like, to a weird kind of record? Like, didn't he have, like, some kind of record label? Is that the guy with the long hair? It's not going to be much, but I got well, something. Because, I got people because, that right. I can reach he, out. He, like he had, he had a label. Like the Fuzz Tones were on a small label. Yeah. And the idea was that they would they would collaborate on a live record. Now, it's called uh, uh, it's just called Screaming Jay Hawkins and the Fuzz Tones. Yeah. And it was recorded, I believe, at the end of uh, yeah December 1984. I have this record at home. Yeah. It's fucking great. Uh, it, it's just him on the cover with like a, you know Henry and he's wearing the outfit. With the bones in his nose God, and everything, and you could see this on YouTube. That uh, most of the most of the show was filmed, and you could, it's fantastic. I mean, he, there's first tone songs, and then there's there's screaming Jay stuff. Um, he he that kind of brought a little bit of a new generation to him. Yeah, and he started playing again a lot. He went. Uh, he would play overseas. Uh, he got involved with um, a label. He got on actually let him put out an album in 1991 called uh, Black Music for White People. And he, he covered the Tom Waits song, Heart Attack and Vine, which is one of the best Tom Waits songs. Yeah, I'm not a great. big Tom Waits fan, but that's that's one that I you do like. You know what's funny? When they were interviewing some of the guys, they were interviewing one of the guys by the old Lakeside Lounge. Mm-hmm. If you remember, it was between 10... It was, was, that 10 Jarmish? was that No, Jarmish, Jarmish was interviewed in the Chelsea Hotel. Oh, yeah. Well, well, Chelsea well, who Hotel. Was, who was, was, who was the other the guy, the older guy, the guy with a like gray hair, the, the other guy, I didn't even know his name. But they were interviewing him. So he was like blonde and shit. They were interviewing him outside yeah. the street. Yeah. And he's talking about... Oh, that was, uh, that was the guy from the Flesh Tones. So that Yeah, guy, that was the guy from the Flesh Tones. So this right. guy was in front of the old Lakeside Lounge. Yes, yes. They used to have live music, music there. They there, would have too. like a little... I'm, you were playing in a little corner, but... Right. It was on the stage all the time. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Uh, in 19, 1993, he would relocate to France. 
I guess he got the money for that because when he did that cover of Heart Attack and Vine, it actually got to number 42 in the UK wow. as a single. And that was his only charting record, really, ever, pretty much, yeah. in, in, in the UK. And really, anyway, he never, I, I put a spell on you never charted no. because it got banned everywhere. But everybody knew the song because yeah, everybody a, bought it, it anyway. It was a great fucking yeah. song. You know? Now, in, in, in 1999, Screaming Jay Hawkins, uh, they... they he agreed to do this documentary called I Put a Spell on Me yeah. and uh, it would be released in 2001 now unfortunately uh, February 12th 2000 he would die in Paris shortly after performing uh, he had an aneurysm that just stopped his heart yeah, and that was the end of it but uh, he had a great life he was married six times uh, he claimed to have 70 children. Like you said, 33 yeah. have been established. Yeah, been established. They put uh, a website. Yeah, yeah, they were trying. They went, after he but died, there was a website. Let's talk about the... Japanese wife. Let's talk That's, about the dirty story. Yes. The drifter. <laughs> so fucking screaming Jay Hawkins. Great story. It's fucking hanging he, out in, yeah. in the back. Right. In he's, the dressing he's, room. Hang, he's hanging out with the drifters. Okay. The, the drinking the my fucking R&B beer. Group. They're I getting fucking me. wasted. <laughs> They're getting lumped up. And he goes into his coffin, right? No, well, he told him, he can told you guys put matches put in the matches coffin in so the thing doesn't get locked? Right. Because he said, these motherfuckers are, I spent $300 on this booze, they're drinking my right. thing, and this and that. Yeah. And the story goes, he tells the drifter, can you guys put matches with a hole in the coffin so when I go down, it doesn't, it doesn't get locked? It doesn't get locked, so <laughs> it would just close but not locked. Yeah. They didn't do it. <laughs> And he's about except when I wanted the fucking matches. So he's about to come out on stage, right? Yes. Right? Oh, and he can't get out. Okay. And he freaks. He freaks out. I only got and, three and, minutes and of boxing. He was so lumped up before we went on and when that happened, he actually shit his pants. No, but he thought it was a real coffin. He it thought was it was a real coffin. But he was wasted. He was wasted. So he goes, <laughs> so he, then he goes, so I'm in this coffin. I pushed the fucking yeah. door. I pushed the... It's not, it's not coming off. <laughs> I'm in panic mode. I'm in panic mode. I'm in here. Yeah. And I start panicking. I pee a little bit. <laughs> but then he said it unleashed. And then, I, and then I keep pushing. And I'm like, shit, my pants. Well, but I finally, I got the yeah, idea. That reminds me, though. I got the idea. Yeah. Let me fucking... Yeah. Let me jump a little bit. Finally, he fucking... He fucking takes the coffin. The coffin falls, falls down. down. It breaks open. And he stands up in the front. He say, I look like... Sit away in the back. I look like a massacre of fucking Bloody Mario with a wave. It was fantastic. It was fucking fantastic. Now, this documentary was fantastic. But, fucking but, great. But... It just reminds me of like one of my favorite songs from him. Okay, a song about real pain. Okay, you know what that is? Constipation blues. Constipation blues. Okay, go check this song out, people. All right, the beginning of the song, he's like, he's like, everybody. He goes, I sing the blues. It's all about pain, but nobody writes a song about real pain. The song kicks in, he's like, the, the beginning of the song, he's like, He's <laughs> <laughs> like, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. I got a theory. You know the way Rick James got beat up with Charlie Murphy? Uh-huh. I think the screaming Jay Hawk and beat the drifter up just like no, Johnny. No, he gave him a beat. I don't know. Was it Benny King? I don't know which one it was. He said he went after them like a motherfucker. <laughs> he said he was from that day. He was chasing the drifter to kick the motherfucking ass. How fucking great is that? That's awesome. <laughs> he was That's like, awesome. Punk I took rock, one man. of them and I just... Pop. Pop. I caught one of them. Yep. The other motherfucker ran out of the yep. room. He caught him too. <laughs> yep. You can't make this shit up. Uh, that's classic. Dude, this guy was fucking nuts. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, great artist. Great and, he artist. Was, and you can see he was possessed. Yeah. When he yeah. was well, on stage, he oh, was yeah. he was yeah. possessed. Sandy, Sandy believes he was possessed yes, by he was. some spirit. What do you have for Sandy? Absolutely, because yeah. the way when he was talking, he was talking to the spirit. Definitely, because you know, sometimes You've seen this before. yeah, absolutely. The words that he was saying, like okay, he was talking tongue, 
Yeah, he was speaking in tongues. Right. Like his so. eyes were rolling back, just like the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, man, well, you know, well, being raised by Blackfoot Indians, who knows what other stuff he knew? Exactly. He probably knew a lot of stuff. Yeah, he knew a lot of stuff. He, he never talked of... about it, but he probably maybe did. Papa Legba is his father. Who the hell? That ah, mother, that's why they don't look talk at that. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they oh, kind man. of. My God, remember, remember when we were watching American Horror Story a couple of seasons ago exactly. and they showed Papa Legba and we just yes. looked at each other yes. like, holy shit. Oh, they, yes. they do. I can't believe they even used that. I, can't I, I couldn't believe they went there. And they, 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 they used him two seasons. Yes, so they far. did. He came back. Yes. Yeah, remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now we're going to change gears for a second here. Uh, while all Screaming Jay was doing his shit over here in America, there was a guy in England that was knew what he knew all about him, knew, knew what he was doing. He was and nice decided that he would yeah. kind of do the same, but take it to a little bit different level. Oh, this guy was okay. extreme. <laughs> this now, guy was fucked up, too. We're going to talk about Screaming Lord Such. Oh, God. Okay? Wow. All right. Now. Wow. I can't believe you're taking that, buddy. Yes. Now you're, you're going no. deep. Listen, I'm going deep. This you're is this is real, real rock and roll. No bullshit. This is, this is, if you got to know Screaming Lord Such to know your shit. Dude, let okay? me tell you, I think that motherfucker was a descendant of Jack the Ripper. Could have been. He looked like he him. Fucking he looked like him. Dude, he yeah. was scary looking, dude. Now, his name was David Edward Such, and he was born November 10th, 1940. He was actually also known as the third Earl of Harrow. But, the third Earl But he wasn't yeah. royalty, okay? He bought his no, fucking bought, title. Yeah, he okay. bought his title. And he was directly inspired by Screaming Jay because he called himself Screaming Lord Such. Yeah. All right, now that... He just he had, he said yeah I took it I took it from that oh yeah he got no problem with because he loved the guy he, the exactly. guy the guy was an inspiration yeah, inspiration to him yeah. so he decided to use the same thing and in the early sixties he got notoriety for a song called Jack the Ripper oh that that fucking Great song singing. is actually fucking good yeah. many yeah, people have covered this song yeah. everybody from the White Stripes onward have have covered this but song. you know what nobody covered him like this motherfucker. No, I'm talking about Jack the Ripper, the actual no, song. No, I mean, I mean, no, I mean his song. Yeah, the way he oh, the did original. It. No, the original. Nobody. No, no, I don't. No, no, do, I don't care who done it. The original right. is the best song. Right now, his band, the Savages. So it was, it was, uh, it was Screaming Lord Such and the Savages, featured a very young Richie Blackmore, who yeah. would go on to start Deep Purple and be very famous. But he started out playing with Screaming Lord Such in the early '60s. He would. You know, use a black coffin on stage. He would have skulls and swords. Oh, yeah. He would wear hats with big bull horns on them. Uh, this was all kind of stuff that was predating Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper was totally influenced by Screaming Lord Such and Screaming Jay. Yeah, but I think I think, I think Lord even Lord more Such. Lord Such because he went in musically. It was closer. Yeah, and and just the whole idea of using props. And he used makeup. He did that yeah. white face makeup. When he would when he would do lipstick. Jack the Ripper on stage, he would come out in a top hat, real tall black top hat, cape. He'd have a surgical bag, okay, like Jack the Ripper had. He had white makeup on. His teeth looked all rotten. Yeah. Okay. And he'd have like scary shit on his face, whatever. And he would come out and and he would antagonize the audience. Oh, he, he would go like the girl. Scary. You know, in those days, you know, just like the Beatles or the Stones, a lot of rock and roll shows was all girls screaming at yeah. the guy. And and but he would be in the small clubs and this would be happening. And he would be right on top of these people and just like you know, and they would freak out. I think he was like the original Gallagher. Yeah, well, like he was like, yeah. Because he's the one. <laughs> well, he, he he came out with like he didn't come out with a sledgehammer. No, but he came out yeah. with swords and, swords and, and knives. Yeah. yeah. How about the um? How about the love letter he got? Remember the documentary? Yeah. Love letter that girl said, "I feel I part of you. I, I would do anything for you." I said, yeah. "This bitch is sick. She's yeah. out of her mind." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing he did, he he wasn't all about music. Okay, he he actually in 1964. He took over an old army fort in the south of England that was actually in the water. It was like back from World War II probably to watch ships or planes coming yeah. in that was attacking England. But it was off the coast, and you could only get there by boat. And he set up a pirate radio station. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. And it was, it was there for like about three years, yep. and he played anything he wanted to. He would play anything from you know rock and roll... Or people just like there, there was one that he did all the time, like somebody just 
reading Lady Chatterley's yeah, love book. Yeah, I thought that was great. Oh yeah, it was, the you know, o- over the over the air. I remember you know, which Lady Chatterley, which was kind of dirty. Skinamax, yes. Skinamax. <laughs> <That episode. laughs> yep, WHT, WHT. Yep. So he did that uh, that pirate radio while he was doing his career. Yeah. Um, you know that he sold that thing to somebody actually gave him money and then once there he was sold a, it there was a controversy the with that people when, the people that bought it went yeah like, and somebody got shot over it oh I yeah think. yeah wow. I think so there was there was that. something where he, he got out of it but then the people that bought it there was an argument and somebody got shot at the place and yeah and everything. yeah <laughs> it was crazy shit happened. now um, that year in 67 uh, Richie Blackmore would leave the band and get ready to start Deep Purple so he had some different lineups uh, 1969, he records an album called Screaming Lord Such and Heavy Friends. And it was featuring Jimmy Page, John it, Bonham, it Jeff everybody. Beck, it was like the who's Noel who's. Redding, Nicky Hopkins. All of them wrote and helped uh, perf- you know, perform on the album uh, and helped write it. And uh, yeah, he got Keith Moon, Jim, yeah, Jeff Yeah, Beck. everybody was on it. Everybody Richie was on Blackman, it. Now, I got to mention this. Uh, yesterday when I was doing my research, I, I wasn't totally familiar with this album. Wow. And I had to actually look at it and, and listen to it because in my research, wow. they were saying that this is one of the worst albums of all time, according to a BBC poll. Now, I never listen to polls. I never listen to critics. I like what I like, and that's it. But I'm, I went, wow, if this is the worst album of all time, I got to really listen to it all the yeah. way through. Nah, that's a good, it's no, a great fucking album. It's a album. great fucking album. And why are they saying that? I have no idea. I called up, I, I, I texted a friend of mine and that knows a lot about garage music, and, and he was like, no, that's one of my favorite albums for like decades. And I'm like, all right. And he, you know what he said to me? He said, don't listen to the BBC. It's all commie propaganda. And you I'm know, like, yeah, you're right. You know what I love? When I'm watching the documentary, he comes out as Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. and he's stuck on this body on stage and singing. Yeah. How fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. First, he takes out the fucking kidneys. He pulled, he pulled, he pulled the liver out. Yeah, he, oh, he pulled the liver, liver out. And then, and, we, then and, then, and then he goes in again, and he's using this knife, and you know the band is making noise with the yeah. guitar, like he's ripping his skin. <laughs> and he's stabbing the guy down like this. And he goes in and he pulls out a heart, but it's yeah. like shaped like a heart. You know, it's not really. And he's throwing this shit. And he's throwing at the audience, and the girls are screaming <laughs> like it's real, like it's real. But it feels real. Dude, yeah, they were scared. So, but dude, they were so fucking. They, they, were, so actually scared. they were actually scared. Of oh, they were scared. Yeah. Oh, the guy, was, like you know what? That, that, you know what? That's. I think that's a, the the problem with music today, and the problem in general is people don't know how to have fun no more. Yeah. People are too worried about the views, about this, and nobody want to have fun. Right. The reason we go to shows is to leave our reality because we want to be entertained. It's, it's an escape. Absolutely. It's an escape and, thing. Yes. And Screaming Jay and why, why such, wanna, these guys were entertainers. You know, I mean, music, yes. music, rock and roll got me through my life, man. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for that, I'd probably be dead. Because if I had to deal with all this shit I had to deal with in my life without having an escape, you know, come on. I mean, that's what music's all about. It's, yeah. it's a musical. It's a, it's a universal language. We all love music. We can all enjoy it. But it's an escape thing too. You got You got to get away from the realities of life. People right now are too intense. That's why no one even buys albums anymore. Whatever. Everything is downloaded. Whatever. I don't know. But um, one thing he was interested in uh, that he did through his whole career was he was running for parliament. It seemed yeah. all the time. Uh, he he had started in 1983 the official monster raving loony party. I thought that's a great name. That's a great a name for a, for a political party. In England, there's like a lot of political parties because you can have a parliament seat, and you know that's how it works. Now he actually holds the record for losing elections in England. Yeah. Okay. He lost a lot. During his life, he ran over 40 times for parliament and lost every time. So yeah. He never sat in parliament. If you watch the documentary uh, called Screaming Lord Such. Uh, it's just a quick 30-minute documentary. You can see it on YouTube. There's a part where they interview these politicians, right? Remember yeah. the old guys? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Stodgy, stodgy British guys, you know, mustaches, and, you know, hats and everything, tuxedos, whatever. And they're like, the, the guys, what do you think of, of Lord Such? And the one guy is just like, not much. <laughs> he's just like, I don't think, you know, he's, he's nothing. They're just like insulting him, you know. Yeah, it was terrible. Um... 40 times, that's right, 40 times he actually ran for office. Now, I'm going to tell another story, too. 
in the early 80s, my buddy Rick Rivets went to England, okay, yeah. and he was with his girlfriend at the time. And uh, he, my buddy told me this story a couple of times. And he, he was walking in London near the Marquee Club, okay, which is a famous small club in London. And all, he looked up, up at the Marquee, and, and there was Screaming Lord Such was playing. Yep. Now, he knew who he was. He was a fan, but never seen him before because Screaming Lord Such never made it to America. He never performed it, okay? He never got over here. And so you had to kind of be in the know with music to even know who he was, yeah. you know? But uh, Rick knew who he was. And he went in, checked the show out. You know, he said it was great. He did Jack the Ripper and a bunch of other songs. And uh, got backstage and got to talk with him. And such knew who he was, which was which was pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah, he was amazed. And, wow. and he said that... Um, he asked him, he says, well, when are you going to come to America? I've never seen you anywhere in America. And he said, well, he goes, the cramps are supposed to bring me over, okay, and do a tour with them. And that was in the early 80s, but it never happened. Wow. It never happened. And, you know, he he, he was, you know, would often play in England uh, through his whole life. Unfortunately, he used to suffer from, from depression. Yeah. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't well. And uh, June 16th, 1999, he committed suicide. Yeah. He hung himself, sadly. And, you know, that's the end of that. There's a couple of good books if you want to read about Screaming Lord Such out there. Uh, I think one is called Screaming Lord, Lord Such, The Whole Story. Uh, I saw it on Wikipedia. Uh, that You could check out those titles. But it's he good was stuff. like a manic depressive. He was a manic depressive. His girlfriend that's said right. that he was, yeah. So... You know, that's why he probably he, he had himself. It's almost the same thing. Like the, the difference between him and um, Wendy or Williams, I think it wasn't that she was depressed. I think she just missed the spotlight. And she some went people out don't know how like, to cope. After that. I imagine. Hard. I imagine by hard. the late nineties, he wasn't playing that much. Anymore. It's like there's a lot he was of, already about sixty years old by that point. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of rock stars. There's a lot Robin of people. Williams, Robin Williams. Yeah. There's just a lot of people that you don't know where they're coming from. The next thing you know, it's like, what the fuck? I never told this guy yeah. was depressed, and then yeah. they killed him. Yeah. Like, uh, holy shit! Yeah. And, you, and you know, and I always say the people are gonna kill himself. They never say it. They just do it. Yeah. Never the ones that the ones that say it don't do it. Don't do it. The ones that the ones that surprise you. One yeah. day they go home and they're like, fuck yeah. this, I'm done. It's a yeah. terrible thing. And it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. thing. You know? Yeah. Um, we were going to have another guest today, uh, Sapphire from Psycho Moto Retardation, great band that's playing around. Unfortunately, she could not make it today. Can you we repeat that name? Sapphire? No, the no, name of the band. Psycho Moto Retardation. Psycho Great band. Psycho Moto Retardation. Nice. But first of all, first of all, that name's going to be outlawed. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the word retard is in the name. Yeah. I know. So it's automatically, bad. I like it. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, they're you great. Have to love they, it. they remind me of the plasmatics a little bit. So we will have her on soon. She's a great oh, person. She's we have amazing. to amazing. We have oh to definitely. We gotta put on. in a plug for the um, conspiracy. We got a huge guest yes. uh, coming up on Wednesday, folks. Uh, live from Seven B, where we do conspiracy four two zero. We are going to have on the great Al Diaz. Al Diaz was partnered with Jean Michel Basquiat, the Basquiat, artist. Basquiat, a great fucking okay. artist. Uh, they started the Samo tag. S A M O. That we used to see all over the place in the city when we were kids. It'd be yep. the same old shit. And, you know, remember Basquiat and Diaz were graffiti guys. Yep. And they were OG graffiti guys. Uh, now uh, Diaz is um, has his own exhibit going on down on Orchard Street at the Van der Plaats ga- uh, Gallery. Check it out. Uh, we're going to do a whole show with him. Uh, he's going to talk about how, you know, New York's fucking changed and everybody's pussies now and, and all yeah. that. And he's a Lower East Side guy, so he's got some great stories, I'm sure. Oh, he never. He actually went to school on Seventh Street. He went to St. Bridges. Yeah, Bridges. Yeah, the guy. And he knows. He knows the Seven B Bar well. He knows the Seven B Bar. Like this is a lot of history. Um, And um, you know, I think it'll be a good show. But we gotta get. You know, we gotta get a piece of cues, get some good questions, ask some good stuff. Yeah. Now I'm gonna mention something. I'm gonna shock. Uh I'm gonna shock the shit out of everybody. Okay. Uh-uh. I bought a CD the other day. Ooh. All right. Now, okay. you know who it was by? Okay. David Hasselhoff. Oh my God. David Hasselhoff. Michael Knight. What the fuck? Knight yes. Rider. Yes. Oh, David Hasselhoff. Okay. Okay. Now, for all who don't know, he is huge in Germany. He's been huge for 30 years. Ever he's since German, ba- right? Yeah, but he's from America. But he's German background. 
But he, um, he, for some reason, after Baywatch, he started a, a musical career, and he just is a, a superstar in Germany. But he they made love he, him in Germany. They love him in Germany. He's the Hoff. Yes. He's called the Hoff. Okay. He's the Hoff. Now I never really paid attention much to this, other than the, the, the fact that it's so corny. It's it's funny, but. I got, I, this caught my attention because I heard that he made this album of covers <laughs> that was about to come out. It's called Open Your Eyes. Mm-hmm. And Open Your Eyes is a song on there by originally done by Lords of the New Church, which is one of my favorite bands. Anything Steve Bader's does, I love. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, no way. So that as a teaser, before the album came out, they had a little video for Open Your Eyes by David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking what? great. <laughs> and he's got top-notch musicians playing with him. He does a cover of Heroes by David Bowie. Okay, oh he's got God. James he Williamson great. from the Stooges. He's got this great voice, very deep voice, mm-hmm. and Williamson is, is playing guitar great. Guys, I know you think I'm kidding around, but this album is good. Okay, <laughs> he does he does Heroes, he does Open Your Eyes, he does the Echo and the Bunny Man song, Lips Like Sugar. Um, oh, I like that song. Yeah, I mean, he even does a cover of Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's great. Okay, do, 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 uh, you're gonna get geeky. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, we always get geeky. Have you ever heard the William Shatner album? Anything by William Shatner. It's fantastic. He just talks on a word. Oh, yeah. Rocket Man. I'm a rocket man. Oh, my God. And Lucy in the sky. It's so bad. It's good. It is so bad. It's good. Hasselhoff is not... You know what's my... You know what I think William Shatner should do? He should do all of Johnny Cash's Ooh. album, the American album. Well, he just made a, he made a Christmas album and Iggy Pop sings. Oh on yeah, it. yeah. But I want uh, Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. He, I want I want, I want I want him. No, I want him doing all the American song like nice. I hurt myself by William Shatner. I hurt myself. Can you see Captain Kirk doing that I fucking could. thing? I it could. is fantastic. When the man comes Come to ride. <laughs> <laughs> Spot. <laughs> Come on, let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. He should. He should. Oh speaking, my God. Now, speaking of Shatner, now oh, the reason, yes, the, re- yes. the, re- the re- yeah, the reason we're doing this show early today, okay, because we always do the show on Sundays. Next Sunday, we're gonna we're gonna show this again for all you people. Rob's gonna be up in Boston at a gay wedding or something. What is no, I'm not. Gay wedding. A real wedding. A real wedding. Black tie. Black Just tie. Wedding. Okay. Black. I'm gonna be in there like the nature boy. <laughs> but we will be. Men in black. We, us, will be in Asbury Park, New Jersey, that afternoon. On Hanging Sunday. out with Bam Bam Bigelow. No, no, no. He's dead. At the, at the, at the. There's a theater there in Asbury Park that's going to be showing Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, my okay. God. That's a good and show. William Shatner will be there. I'm going to be Shatner. Yes. You better get a picture with him. You need Shatner. to. We have yeah. We will. I'm just going to be like. You tell Shatner, man, that he needs to come on the show. Yeah. We can have it. I think he's goofy enough that he'll do it. He'll oh, he'll do anything. I mean, Introduce he him to Sandy Remember, first. <laughs> he's a dog anyway. He'd probably love him. A horror. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I had the first interracial kiss on TV with, with a black girl. There you go. Oh my! It was with the shadow. It was. That's true. That's true. That is true. true. He no, did. Yeah. Him and you heard. That's the first time it ever happened. Oh, yeah. African roundback. Yes. The original. The original African roundback. To this day, she doesn't oh, look that bad. I don't know. I, I know, dude. She's got dementia. She's all fucked up. Oh, that's great. She will remember. <laughs> Good for her. That means we can do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man! I hope a family doesn't see this. Oh no! Oh, no. no. Get sued. <laughs> Slander. <laughs> buy the David Hasselhoff album, one? people. <laughs> buy it. Okay, let's support the Hoff. Right. Not only that, to. when you open the CD up, oh my God, yeah, there's so all like the lyrics and shit, and you know everything. But inside yes. is a little patch. Okay, a patch to sew on your jacket. Yes. It says Half Army. Half yes. Army. It's yes. like, and it no. looks like the Kiss Army patch. It's oh fucking hilarious. So you want to hear something? If you watch um, the guy on the Galaxy, he sings a song with yeah. the guy. It's pretty funny, the song Half, he does. Yeah, Hasselhoff? Yeah. yeah, it's fucking great. I'll, I'll show you the video at the end of this, but okay. people should look that up. It's yeah. a great it's a great. Now, now, also tonight, me and Sandy will be at Town Hall. She got uh-huh. all decked out, looking beautiful. Um, we're gonna go see Debbie Harry. Now, it's Debbie Harry, De- 
Yeah, the reason. How does she like threesome? The, uh -oh. I'm ready. <laughs> we are. Oh, we're, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. open to it. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes. So, anytime. Okay. Do you hear that? <laughs> We're People, ready. Do you hear We're that? ready. I don't care if you We're said it. We're ready. Yeah, that's okay. You just, oh my god. It's okay. So, uh, she just came out with a new book. She wrote a book about her life called Face It, and what I'm hearing is pretty scandalous. Oh she's, yeah. She's dropping some stories here, uh, sex, cocaine, rape, all kinds of shit. Oh. Okay. Uh, crazy shit that went on CBGBs back in the day. Um, it should be a good book. Now she's up at town hall tonight. I think there might be some tickets left if you want to go for 40 bucks. Sure. You get the hardcover copy of the book. 40 bucks. Autographed. You'll, I think you get to meet her. Meet I, her. I, I, yeah. Come on now. And there's some kind of video presentation. Chris Stein will be there as Are well. Are there any lap player. dance? Maybe. You never know. Nope. You never know. Is Chris Stein, Stein giving you the lap dance? <laughs> no, I'll pass on that. I like it, but not that much. <laughs> So hopefully later, folks, maybe there'll be a picture of, of us with Debbie Harry. That'd be huge. Mm -hmm. That'd yeah. be huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be good. Yeah. So I, I'd like to thank everybody that's following us, yes. the people that listen to us, the people that support us. We're really trying to um, reach a lot more people out there. Yeah. you got to follow us on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, please uh, you hit, gotta hit like. you got to follow Rock of Mike on Twitter. you yeah. got to follow Rob, uh, Getty Lumped Up at Twitter. You can find Sandy on Facebook, Instagram, and the Chinese Instagram that hasn't come out yet, but they got her. <laughs> yeah. I've made her Chinese. Rob, you made her Chinese a couple of times. <laughs> 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 we should have had the uh, J-Hook and Chinese so played in the background as we went out. <laughs> we should have went, went live on Facebook on her birthday. Oh, oh no. That, been, that was... No. Talk about low Sandy off. does not drink tequila well. Yes. Tequila yeah. does not, not work drink for tequila. No. Once no. she drinks tequila, yes. she's going oh, down. Yes. Yep. She was in the bathroom for 38 minutes. You don't know what happened. Anybody wants to see, I got pictures in my phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Half an hour of tequila. Two. Only so, two. She threw up all over the BQE that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will leave on that. Now note. is the HOV line. Yeah. 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 It's 45. It's because I turned 45. Right. I had to you go to get all up. out. You, yeah. had to you have to up. get lumped up at 45. Yes. Exactly. You got to get lumped up. Yeah, at 45. I, Life starts at 45. I, I'm getting lumped up at 50 in a month. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. We love oh you all, people. So, people, remember, follow us, like us on Instagram, like us on YouTube, Facebook. YouTube. And remember, fuck you, have a nice day, don't <laughs> get, get drunk, drunk, get love, love, love. Have a good day, people. Oh, my, you guys are too bad. Oh, my God, they are.